0: This is Ben and Ashley I, almost famous in depth.
1: Is that me talking?
2: No, that's Mark.
1: Oh, it's neither of us. That's a guy named oh, really? Miles who works here at iHeartRadio. Uh, no way. It yeah. sounds
2: just like you. Well, thank you.
1: Um, He's our professional voice. We, uh, <laughs> if for anybody out there listening, this is uh, the second episode of In Depth uh, with Ashley I. and myself. We have a very special guest that we've been promising you, I don't know. The last month. Uh, Sean Booth is in studio with us right now. Sean, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. And uh, just a reminder, in depth, and Sean, I'll, I'll tell you this as well. In depth was something that we created with iHeart uh, because Ashley and I realized that Almost Famous Is is incredible, right? We, we get to break down the episodes. We get to talk about uh, what's happening in Bachelor Nation. But oftentimes, these Bachelor contestants kind of come and go, and we don't ever get to know them. Like, we actually never get to know them. It just happens, and they're gone, and we're on to the next season. In-depth is meant to pull back some of Bachelor Nation's favorites into studio and just say, you know, what's up now? Who were you before the show? How did the show affect you? And then what is life looking like, you know, now as, as we look forward? You're obviously uh, somebody that everybody's very excited to talk about mm-hmm. um, and have been talking about because, uh, unfortunately a situation in your life that has been, I would say, not ideal. Uh, so you're the perfect person <laughs> to bring into studio. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, Ash and I, we, we, this is something, and, and Sean, I know we got to talk about it a little bit before. Uh, there is no desire in your heart, and for anybody out there listening, to bash Caitlin. And, and it's not our desire to bash Caitlin. This is not a bash Caitlin podcast. This is a let's get to know Sean podcast. Uh, and so anybody out there listening, this whole episode is going to be just allowing Sean the place to speak truth, to speak from his heart, and and Ashley and I just want to listen. Perfect, let's do it.
2: I want to do a lot more listening. <laughs> I feel I feel like a little bit awkward if I can like be honest right now, and you I know? Because like I'm friends with Caitlin, I've yeah. met Sean a couple times, and you're so wonderful, and all the Thank times you. that I've met you. But
0: that's uh you know. the awkward thing about uh, breakups in general. It's like you have all these <laughs> friends, right? And then as soon as you break up. It's like, well, you kinda lose friends too because yeah. people kinda choose sides, I yeah. guess, which is yeah. um I don't know if unfair is the word, but I, I can understand it, but you you'll start noticing that people don't talk to you anymore. Or it's uh that's just one of the mm-hmm. tough things about breaking up. Yeah. So and I know you guys are, are close, so like Ben was saying, we're not trying to make this a, a bash Caitlin thing. It's just
1: Just good to know Sean. Talking. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Let's just talk about Sean. Let's make it lighthearted and fun for now. And then we can ease into the.
1: You're right. You and know, it is. Story. And and just to let everybody, this is a weird situation. I mean, yeah. it, right. Like, I don't think it's it's crazy for you, Ashley, to say I feel awkward. Mm-hmm. I feel awkward. Mm-hmm. I think we felt awkward dancing, you know, around my breakup for seven months. It kind of felt like it was always like being brought up or mm-hmm. emails are being brought in. Yeah. um, You know, your breakup. Obviously, you know, we, we danced around that for a while uh, after Winter Games.
2: Sean, what do you have to say about that?
1: What part of uh, The
0: Bachelor has not been awkward since we've all, since we've all gone on that show? I think there have been uh, many, many awkward yeah. situations since day one. Yeah, so feeling awkward just is,
1: just is what we accept. We're just
2: so used to it now. <laughs> yeah. It really doesn't phase me. I can, like, actually say to somebody's face, so oh, I feel awkward right around Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Ashley, I, I have a job for you to do. Uh, you did it great last time. The fans love it. As we're talking <laughs> yeah. today, I need you. We're going to end this episode with a rapid fire question Ooh, round for Sean again. Right. Uh, and I need you to start forming those as we're going here. Okay. Sounds fantastic. So if you hear her writing and, and plugging away, it's because she's <laughs> got a job to do. And uh, as as Ashley's researching and writing, Sean, we met uh, on night one. And I think that's always a really fun story for me to tell and then let's uh, i would love for you to remind all of our listeners how we met and then what that first night entering into this whole new world felt like to you yeah
0: so that's um one of the cool experiences about going on that show is you form these lifelong friendships and um, i think just going through this breakup i try to look at some of the the pros that have come out of it and i think uh, me and you have been able to talk more and connect more which i look at that as, as a good thing um but Yeah, we met night one. Uh, We were in the same limo. It was me, you, uh, Ryan McDill. I do know that. Um, Ian, Mm -hmm. Josh Albers.
2: Ian, he was a pleasure.
0: (laughs) It was was five people. He's come and go fast. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It was five people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, we met and we kind of uh, connected right off the bat since night one and then we were roommates all the way up until I think eighth ninth week of the show, and we had to split up into our final three uh-huh um but we were very supportive of one another, which is uh, also another thing that people find tough to believe when you're dating somebody, but then you have to rely on your friends in the house to kind of help you get through things so mm-hmm. me and Ben were
1: always really close um since night one it was uh you know Ashley brings it up now and then because Ashley found love from Caitlyn's season um but jared
2: can i can I say an interesting statistic right now yeah. Caitlyn's entire top four have been engaged through the show, and Jared is the only one that's remained.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
2: guys. Sorry. <laughs> that is actually kind of interesting. It is interesting, right? Oh, I that have th- another interesting stat. Did I say it on the podcast the other day? Yeah, I did. Um, there are more bachelors married to the runner-up than there are their first pick. So it was Sean, Nick, Ben, and Jared. They were the top four of Caitlin's season. Yeah,
1: Tanner is also on that season, but he wasn't in the top 4, but yeah. he's engaged in the. So, you're saying real he's quick, uh, this isn't where I want to go too far deep into. Sorry. But <laughs> I
2: up that awkward step.
1: No, it's it's actually very interesting. You're saying there's more bachelorettes married to their runner-up?
2: Bachelor. So, it'd be um, Jason Mesnick and Ari both ended up marrying their runner-up.
1: Wow. oh boy.
2: And then Sean is the o- Sean Lowe is the only one married to his well, That's
1: kind of weird. Um. Yeah. So we meet on night one, and Ashley. I think you'll you'll know this about me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt really comforted by being friends with Sean because you look around the room, you're like, Sean's the cool guy in the room, right? Oh, like oh, yeah. he stood out, and so the fact that Sean and I were friends, I remember going. I'll be okay because somehow the coolest guy in the room likes me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Does that funny. make
1: sense? I
2: will say Sean definitely puts out those vibes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank
0: you, guys. Um, I remember night one as Ben being very shy, and he was nervous the whole night about his entrance. He sat down <laughs> on the couch and... All night, he's kind of kicking himself, saying that uh, he thought he'd messed up. But What'd you
2: do?
1: I, I did mess up. I think everybody would say, it. I literally you got it up doing all right for yourself. <laughs> I got a limo, and I was like, because uh, it was back when there was two Bachelorettes. Yeah. And I went to to Britt, and I was like, I hear you like to help kids. I like to help kids, too. Oh, Lord. No context. <laughs> no context given. I walked over I like to- kids. You like kids. <laughs> we should get married. I walked over to Caitlin and I couldn't get my words out. Like, I fro- like literally froze. Like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't speak, and I just said, it's nice to meet you all, see you inside. And I just walked inside, and I went inside, and I sat on the couch, I was like, oh, man, like, this could not have <laughs> yeah. gone worse. One girl thinks I'm creepy. The other girl, like, hasn't heard me talk yet.
2: Did you know who you were going to go vote for going into that season?
1: I didn't know we were voting. I don't think we knew that there would be a vote off. I thought they would both be The Bachelorette, up until the moment they said, hey, you're a to vote. Yeah.
2: Which one were you more interested in going into the show?
1: I think Britt and I had more in common, but I think Caitlyn definitely had the bigger personality. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we did that. But it's true, like, you know, Sean just has this charisma about him. The guys know it. Jared has mentioned it. Jared uh,
2: definitely has, like, a uh, he's not intimidated by you, but he does think of you very highly in the same way. Like, oh, he's the cool one. You were definitely the one that he always was like, nope, that guy's way better than me. You and Ben. That's
0: not true, and I think very highly. (laughs) And I do miss that
1: guy and miss all you guys. So, you know, that is a good place in to kind of look back because we want to get to know you a little bit. So Mm -hmm. you walk on the show as the cool guy. People perceive that. You might not feel that about yourself, Mm -hmm. but that's what people perceived you as. What was your life like before the show what were you doing what led up to that moment that you said i'm going to go on this show mm-hmm. and then i want you within this sean because i do remember this as i was prepping for this to talk about the story of your tooth leading up to the first night what <laughs> i forget he chipped
0: it i did chip it yes all right um yeah so leading up to the show i was living in nashville tennessee and i kind of made this big move in my life uh, about three years prior to the show um, I've always been a small town guy, grew up in Connecticut, went to school up in New Hampshire and then started, uh, working insurance out of, uh, college and I've always been in athletics and played sports my whole life and played soccer in college. And I really got into fitness. So I was doing that on the side. Um, I moved around from Wisconsin to Michigan, back to Connecticut. And then I was just at this point in my life where I really just wanted more. I wanted to make a change, um, I wanted to kind of see what was out there, so I went on a guy's weekend to Nashville, Tennessee, and I got back on the plane, and I told my buddies that I was going to uh, sell my house once I got back to Connecticut and moved down there. So mm-hmm. I did that, I moved down there by myself, and then um, was there for a year or two, um, and then one thing led to another, ended up at the Bachelor Mansion.
2: How did you apply for the show?
0: So I um, was introduced to a couple buddies uh, down in Nashville. And we had went out to a honky tonk mm-hmm. in uh, on Broadway, and they were doing casting for The Bachelor. And uh, a buddy of mine, he was on the show with Andy for one episode, yeah. so he wanted to go say hi to um, the uh, the producer there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And once they found out that the, the Bachelor was casting, and we're like, "Oh, this is cool. This bar is filled with uh, a lot of women." <laughs> Um, it was like a Tuesday night and, um, we drank and then, uh, I met with one of the, um, recruiting ladies. Uh, I didn't interview. They wanted me to do the interview there. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll pass on that. It was like midnight and, uh, wasn't quite sure about that. And then, uh, months down the road, she ended up getting my information, uh, from my buddy. And then she said she's coming to Nashville hmm. and wanted to meet with me in a hotel.
1: And and obviously they're saying, hey, we hit the jackpot with Sean. So, Sean, you've been told now at this point in the story that you're going on the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're leading up to the show. You choose to still go out and drink on a night. You tip back a beer (laughs) and chip your tooth, what, three days before leaving for the show? Yeah, it was something real close to the show. Um,
0: Had a beer up to my mouth, a glass bottle, probably Michelob Ultra. And uh, (laughs) got hit by this girl and chipped my tooth. Ugh. And I yeah. uh, went to the dentist, and they said it was going to take about a week or so <gasps> to get it fixed. No. I said, that's not going to be
1: right. <laughs> uh, And they're
0: like, well, it's just going to take a few days. We can't fix this. And I was like, you don't understand. And I didn't want to tell a lot of people. And I wasn't like, hey, I'm going on the show. And then I finally told them, like, hey, listen, I've got a really big event coming up. Uh, kind of, It's going to be on TV. There's a lot of people that are going to see it. And uh, what can you do to help me out? So
1: they are like, oh, we got to get this guy a new tooth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> good and so
1: i mean you know we've talked about it all the time but obviously that first night you kind of look around you know whose lives are going to be changed from the show i think most of us looked around at sean and said that's a guy mm-hmm. whose life is no matter what gonna be changed that's interesting because i, I thought the thought same that. thing about
2: Caitlin. it was Caitlin and Britt actually mm-hmm. those are the two girls that are like they're going far
1: why was that? What stood out to you about them?
2: Uh, Caitlyn, it was because she wasn't afraid to say anything, and I did think she was so pretty. And then with Brit, she was just that feminine beauty.
1: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Sean, it does feel weird, and, and I, I don't, at any point, if you were, like, pulling back, and like, I don't want to even talk about that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does feel weird to talk about Caitlyn right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to get into, you know, what's happened and, 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 and allow you to tell your, just where you're at today here in a second. But going into night one... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sitting in that limo, and you were confident that she was something special, right? right. I remember yeah. you looking at me and saying, that girl's got something that I I desire. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, wait, what about that Snapchat? Like, were you watching our season, the Crystal season, for the one that you'd want to be the Bachelorette? And then you said, I'm coming for you, Caitlin, with the heart on Snapchat. And that's, mm-hmm. like, infamous. Now all yeah. the guys that are up for the mm-hmm. next season do that. Yeah. So did you feel something through the TV, even?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I, uh, it was, was uh, Sean takes a second here. I remember, um, I don't know. I remember that. What was it? our very first episode of Almost Famous was the week that Lauren and I broke up. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And how brutal that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I I, remember I mean, my, my, we did the very first episode of this show, the week that we broke up You uh, put
2: on a serious facade
1: and it was. It was really hard, but I will say with all that, um, there is this level, I don't know, man, your your life here in the last couple of weeks has been very public mm-hmm. on some of this, I would imagine, I don't want to speak, one of the hardest things you've ever been through, and, um, and it feels weird just kind of sitting back watching it. Right.
0: You know? It, yeah, I mean, I've kind of um, <clears throat> just tried to ignore it, I guess going through a breakup is pretty difficult, uh, to begin with. And then, um, throwing it out there in front of everybody to see makes it that much, uh, harder, but that's kind of what we signed up for. You've been through it. You've been through it. Um, so just trying to figure it all out and, uh, sit with my emotions and and figure out what I'm feeling. And, um, you know, I I think the old Sean would have just kind of ignored everything and been like, all right, I'm just going to ignore this and Uh, I'm all right, Um, but now I think I get a little bit older, I'm trying to, uh, you know, figure out what hurts, why it hurts, and um, kind of work through it, so, the past few months I've been working hard at it, and just looking at it from
1: all different angles, Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. What are some of the questions that kind of come into your mind then, as you are processing this, Um, like, what are some Mm -hmm. of the stuff you're starting to ask yourself? Um... Well, I think that the hardest part about going through
0: a breakup is, um, you know, not only did I. Um
1: right. Yeah, take a break. Sean, before you took a break, I asked you, you know, what are some of these questions that you've been asking yourself? You mentioned that you ask yourself these questions as, you know, the breakups now happen and, and you kind of look back on these last couple of years. Right. What are some of those questions?
0: Um, I think just going through the normal human emotions with any breakup and um, looking at it from all different angles. You know, first, obviously, you know, there's the heartbreak and and pain and um, which I think is normal with anybody going through a breakup. Um, So uh, I'm just trying to, to, I guess, figure out, um, um, I guess not why, but trying to understand things right now but um, I guess this goes with her new relationship too just kind of makes me question everything um, that we've had so I think that's one of the major questions that runs through my mind Um, just trying to understand that which I think is tough to understand but so I ask myself those questions um, and um, but then there's a part of me that is uh, you know I do care about her, so I am happy that she doesn't have to really, I guess, deal with um, maybe all the pain and the, and the heartbreak because it seems like she's moved on and she's happy. So it mm-hmm. does uh, kind of make me a little more comfortable knowing that, that she's not at home at our empty house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at it from that point of view. And then I also think that uh, it's helping me to move on um, because it does hurt that much, but... Um, Seeing everything, it does, you know, upset me, and it does make me a little angry. Um, but it also helps me to move on, knowing that um, maybe we weren't right for each other, and um, that I will find somebody down the road that will also make me happy.
2: When do you think it started falling apart?
0: Um, I mean, we had a tough go right out of the gates. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think everybody knows that it was a pretty dramatic. Uh, Season, (laughs) probably one of the more dramatic seasons. But, um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie and sugarcoat it and say, yeah, it was all, you know, roses right out of the gates. I mean, I think we started having having a tough time with our relationship in like the second week of the season. We went through all different types of ups and downs, and I remember even talking to Todd Snyder, producer, who I was really close with. He's like, I've never seen somebody go through so many ups and downs on the show and the relationship because it was always push and pull, push and pull. Like we were going through some serious stuff on the show and then um, obviously once we're engaged and we're able to announce that we're together, um, we're happy, we're excited, and then um, then you still have to deal with other issues. And it's always like, um, yeah, I had, a, I had a tough time on that show. But it was always a battle of my heart versus my brain, right? And um, I think the whole Nick situation was a, was a big part of our relationship.
2: Would you say you never got over the Nick situation?
0: Um, Yeah, I think uh, it's always something that was in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was tough. And, it, and that's where I say it's always a uh, trying to figure out what my brain feels versus my heart. My brain tells me I'm on The Bachelorette. This happens. I remember saying that to all the producers, like, I remember them being like, why aren't you so mad? Why don't you want to run out of here? Why don't you want to go punch a wall? Like, aren't you furious? And I'm like, I'm on The Bachelorette. Like this, this stuff happens. She's not completely committed to me. um, Versus my heart feeling like, damn, that really hurts. And then not only that, but then having to deal with that everywhere after the show and everywhere we went. And that was always a big topic. And that was uh, one of the major storylines of our season, I think. I think if, if people were to look back at that season they would remember um the me and Nick I guess feud and and what happened with that um so yeah I mean it's it's tough I I think anybody can agree with that that having to uh you know go through your engagement and and you're together but still dealing with the past and it being thrown in your faces everywhere cuz that was like a a powerful thing right cuz I wanted to support her as um you know um, being a female and being able to do what she wants. And um, so she received a lot of good press for that, right? And then a lot of hate for that as well. But I mean, it was every magazine, every news channel. I remember coming home from my apartment, like walking in and seeing it on Jimmy Kimmel, like making jokes about it, or going to the grocery store and seeing it on the cover of a magazine, or going out somewhere in public and somebody saying something to me. So it was literally everywhere. And um, that's just. I think normal to have those feelings when you are engaged to somebody. Yeah It wasn't easy.
1: Well and, and not just engaged. I think this is a good example of when reality television becomes real life. And you're not just engaged to Caitlin, you love Caitlin. And so you're in love with somebody who is also and, and I know Lauren dealt with this, you know, and it sucks and there's there's no but like you're in love with somebody who is still being put on magazines talking about other people. Right. You're watching them kiss other people. Mm-hmm. You're watching them express feelings for other people. And I think for you, you you cared about her. I mean, there is zero question in my mind from night one to the very end that you were all in on her. Like, right. I was figuring it out, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was still trying to figure out what, what Caitlyn was to me. A friend, uh, you know, a good you know, b- pal or if i was really pursuing her for for life or not. You from day one said no that's that's somebody I, I, i'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And so your heart was on the line the whole time.
0: Yeah, i mean it was it's always been tough for me to open up and uh for me to trust people in general. And so i kind of just told myself going on that show the only way <laughs> this, this thing is going to work is if i you know, fully open up and treat this as a normal relationship. And that world is anything but normal, and you guys know that, and you can try and treat it like a regular relationship, but it's not at all. like I'll come back home or I'll be waiting like I remember we had such a good relationship um, and we'd talk about Caitlin, but it got to the point where there was just four of us left, mm-hmm. and we were still in the same room, and like I'd be laying in bed. And then you'd come home at like one or two in the morning and you'd get in bed. i be like, how was it? You're, you're so like, not normal. Yeah, so it's not just normal, so not normal. Right? And you're already like, uh, uh, I was already in love at that point. And um, yeah, you're like, yeah, it was good. I was like, all right, I don't want to hear anymore. like, go to <laughs> yeah. bed. like let's just go to yeah. bed. Like, at that point, I was like, holy shit, this is getting pretty crazy. But yeah, there's nothing normal about it. Um, But it's not like I have regrets because I went in there and... um. You know, I guess I left it all out there, and
1: um, yeah. It's it, but it gives everybody out there and myself a backstory to how you got to to this point, right? Right. I remember a night in in Ireland. It's Sean Mitch. I think it's the night he's talking about. Him. He's I got home <laughs> late, and he's still awake, and he's laying on his bed uh, on top of the covers, um, <laughs> looking up at the ceiling, and he won't even make eye contact. How was it? I said it was good. <laughs> Good. And he goes, All right, that's cool. And he's yeah. done. And he rolls over and sticks his head right in the pillows. And I was like, This guy absolutely adores this person. I yeah. know.
2: I, I have to say that from the portrayal on the show, I've I've never seen it portrayed as deep love mm-hmm. as it has been with you and Caitlin. Mm-hmm. It's it felt like soulmate stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And and Sean, I have to ask now, um, is that why this has been so hard. I I mean just I, I felt love from this show mm-hmm. and this new season, right? This mm-hmm. this chapter now that you're looking around you're saying it's no it's no longer the same as it was is right because of the authenticity and the genius and the the real love that was felt. Is that why this has been so hard to process? Yeah. Um
0: absolutely because it's like not only were we engaged but it's like man i lost my best friend too mm-hmm.
1: we're gonna take another break
3: hey what's up i'm stephanie pratt you may know me from the hills
1: and i'm wells adams from like bachelor in paradise and i don't know i date someone that's
3: famous okay I mean- you guys he's he's wells adams sarah highland's boyfriend
1: can that not be my moniker oh it's no, it should be. So when we start the show, you're just going to be like, hey, Wells, it's Steph about Pratt. You. Enough and- about you.
3: <laughs> and it Sarah just- Hyland's
1: boyfriend. Oh We're going for it.
3: Enough about Wells. This is actually the Pratt cast. Yeah. And it's going to be about the hills. And we'll be talking about things you can't hear anywhere else, having castmates come on, talking about. Wells' is dating life with Sarah.
0: <laughs> no, you I'm brought not- it back to
3: me. I know. I they've, was looking at you. My bad. They've
1: locked us in this freaking studio together, and they won't let us out until we have your new favorite obsession. So please subscribe to PrattCast after you finish this episode, or just do it right now because you're probably bored of this episode.
3: And literally, we want to get out. It's lunchtime.
1: Yes. It's, I'm sweating right now.
3: Ew. Uh, turn on, can we turn on the air? Yeah.
0: Gross.
1: <laughs> All right. On three. One, two, three. You, you won't, won't regret it. it. I want to say it's therapeutic. Like I want to say this is good, and I, and I think it is, because as we process breakups and these pains, I think we live not only as we talk about, like I think we'll talk about it in a second, but we live in a generation where um, there's an incredible amount of visibility into some of the hardest things. Now, you know, for you, you have to watch your partner move on, but also we live in a generation where vulnerability is um, quickly uh, seen. And so, hearing things like this, like hearing uh, you processing through this, is is obviously going to relate with a lot of people out there. I unfortunately had to do it on national TV on Winter Games when <laughs> Chris Harrison knew the exact question to ask me. Ben, what's the hardest part? Mm-hmm. He knew that's what was going to get me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to even say what I said because I, I, this is this is about you. But my my point is, this is not easy. And so, you fighting through this is is to be expected. For me, I just had to do it when I couldn't walk away. Um, but, but I, 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 you know, Sean, I want you to just, just talk as you feel, um, you need, we'll take breaks as we need. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that leads us into that question before is, is what is the hardest part? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, well, first off, thank you
0: guys for being patient with me. I didn't actually think it was going to be, uh, this difficult. I knew it'd be hard, but I guess once you actually start opening up about it a little more, um, makes it that much harder um it just feels like everything is just like completely gone like that like Caitlin and Sean like gone like everything we've had um everything we've been through um you know we were this team and we got through a lot of stuff together but then just like in an instant it's all gone and um so it's just trying to uh move on from that and then um stay positive about it and not let the outside noise take you down too much um because, you know, living in a world where everything is on social media and, um, you know, it's nerve-wracking every time I pick up my phone. <clears throat> I haven't been on Twitter in months just because I don't want to scroll the mentions. Uh, and then going on Instagram, you know, I do that for business purposes. Um, obviously, get caught with scrolling. And that's always tough. Cause I just, you know, you have a pit in your stomach. And you know this and you know this.
2: Don't go to the Discover page.
0: I do not go to the Discover page. I learned that pretty quick. I haven't been there in a while. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the hard part. And I think just with her moving on so quick, um, I just have a tough time understanding uh, why she would be putting this out everywhere or blasting it all over the place, knowing um, that it could hurt. Um,
2: there's a lot of confusion about the timeline of the end of the, of your relationship. Yeah. When did everything, when did you start taking a break?
0: Um, we were working through things during the summer, but we weren't officially like we were still together. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like when you guys spent like a month apart and people yeah, on Instagram were speculating we're freaking out.
0: No, we were still together. Um, we, uh, ended up, I would say officially breaking up in September and then, um, announcing it in November. That's also around the same time I, I learned about Caitlin and Jason
1: in November yeah i want I want to yeah. definitely get into Caitlin and Jason in a second because I know that's got to be hard um but when you I think looking back on my time too and, and I'm just trying to pull back those those emotions I've, I've honestly tried to block them out, but um when you broke up mm-hmm. and it was officially done in September. Right. And you don't, you know, you take some time to announce it because it's mm-hmm. just wise and smart and it's, it's about you two, anyways. And did you expect it to be this hard?
0: No, I didn't. Uh, I think we were, at, we were at a point in our relationship where we were like, all right, this has to happen. And it was just like, all right, we're doing it and just kind of went 100 miles an hour. And next thing you know, um, I think it really hit me hard the day it was announced. Uh, That was tough, but I never thought, I guess, in the back of my mind, and and I probably shouldn't have thought this, I I didn't think it was maybe completely over. Mm -hmm. I thought that uh, maybe, all right, there was a part of us that kind of wanted to announce it to kind of get everybody off our backs, because we were trying to work on it behind uh, closed doors and and doing what we needed to do, and then just the pressure from everybody, speculating, and um, a lot of rumors starting. And, um, that started affecting our relationship too. So it was almost like, all right, we're done. And then, um, I guess in my mind, I thought maybe there was still some chance, you know, after we announced it that we would, you know, stay friends. And that's what I wanted to do. Um, maybe I'm naive for thinking that, but I I did tell her that I wanted to work through this as a team. That was my main thing. Like, we only have each other for this and there's not a lot of people who have been through this situation and going through breakups are extremely difficult, but then having to deal with everything else, you know, I wanted to work with each other and kind of support one another and be there for each other. Um, and then that just didn't happen.
2: So so why did you decide you couldn't be friends?
1: Um, because I found out
0: about her and Jason.
1: Yeah, let's, let's dig into that then. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, how much, how much time do we have? <laughs> well, we have we have I don't know. A, I hope a long life ahead of us. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I feel the uh, the whole array of emotions, um, pain, anger, confusion, um, everything else. Yeah. Stuff.
2: Well, we got an email from Elizabeth and she asked a question on this topic. She goes, once you go public with a breakup and you are expected, you're, you're obviously two people expected to move on eventually. She says, I love both Sean and Caitlin and Sean's feelings should, of course, be taken into consideration. But once you've broken up with someone, do you really get a say on how fast your ex moves on?
0: No. And, and I'm not saying, I don't. I don't have a say in anything that she does and that's her life. And, um, obviously what they had was strong enough to, um, pursue that and to run with it. It does it hurt? Hell yeah, it hurts. Um, but she can do what she wants and I'm not going to stop her from, you know, like that lady asked or said, do we have a say? No, absolutely. I don't have a say.
1: We, uh, Sean and I were able to speak. A couple times it's a breakup, and, and one of those was that he asked that question to me. Mm-hmm. Was do I even have to say here? Like, is there any timeline that we can? Because it, it hurts, right? Like, no matter what, you're human. You see it. the The worst part, I think, one of the worst parts about a breakup, not only is the the finality of it sometimes, and the idea that you know, as Sean, has talked about earlier, like you look around, you go, "This is done. I'm, I'm <laughs> moving on." But the second part is the band aid being ripped off and seeing that person with somebody else, like mm-hmm. sharing that yeah. intimate moment. Because, and, and, and Sean, I'll, you know, thank you for giving us the opportunity to ask these questions and mm-hmm. thanks for coming in here to talk to us. But I do have to clarify that when you're engaged, you're setting up boundaries and your, you're in it, Ashley. You're setting up boundaries in your head now to say, I'm never going to kiss another person. I'm never going to lay next to another person. I'm never going to look at another person with the trust and the honesty and the vulnerability that I'm doing to this partner. And so when you see that then end, that's one thing. And then when you see that start to happen with somebody else, that's a whole nother. And so what Sean and I came to conclusion with is exactly what he said. It hurts. It can hurt. It should hurt. It will hurt. But no, we don't have any say. And that's what hurts maybe the most.
0: Yeah, you can't control it. That's what the, I mean, you have no say in it. It's like, yeah, they're together. And if she's happy, she's happy. That's what she wants to do. then that's what she wants to do. I think that is the finality of it all, though. You know, when I when we broke up and announced it, and we're still talking, um,
2: still talking w- as friends.
0: Yeah, still talking, like texting, and we're still. Um, I was still bringing over Tucker to see her, mm-hmm. and um, that's what something we were going to continue to do, and yeah, just kind of helping one another out. But then it, it just it, it ended. So then then. When all this stuff comes out and um, you find out these things,
1: that was kind of like all right I guess this is really done we uh we have a question from Maggie related to the topic and I, I do think this is interesting uh and I, I do want to hear Sean your your opinion on this It says uh the double standard mm-hmm. from Maggie uh I think we uh while we obviously want both parties to be happy and I love Jason and Caitlin for each other. If the roles were reversed and Sean was being this public, he'd be crucified, it says. I mean, there was talk of him just hanging out with a girl from the gym that probably isn't even a relationship, and people were outraged. I think the relationship has probably been over for a while, and it's Caitlin's right to move on, but there's a double standard. That was from Maggie. I will say this I was very frustrated.
0: Um, There were tabloids that came out that I was spotted with some girl at a fitness event. Um, I was also spotted at that fitness event with probably 354 other people as well. They didn't put that in there. Um, And then um, I was getting attacked really bad, and I was getting very mean emails, messages, comments, and people were just out from my head because they thought that I was dating somebody which I wasn't and there was no relationship there um and then i had heard that Caitlin talked about it on her podcast and that was uh something that also frustrated me because at that point I already knew that she had been with Jason and was with Jason a couple of weeks prior to that and talking to him so
1: that, that hurt why do you think that is? I mean there there is this it feels like, you know, I remember remember when when the headlines came out mm-hmm. um about uh you and somebody from some fitness event. And and no matter what here, let's take even Caitlin out of the the conversation here. Uh, and like let's say yeah, at that point it wasn't public with her and Jason, just for you. Right. You come out and you're spotted with one girl at a fitness event. Mhm. And it becomes, you know, the headlines of negativity. Mm-hmm. This, you know, now comes into play. The Caitlin and Jason thing. And and we add that in, and it says this is being supported and and encouraged. Right. Why is that? Well, I think it's also because
0: he's from Bachelor Nation, right? He's a well liked guy from Bachelor Nation and people look at our lives uh sometimes as being these people on TV. So they're like, oh, I really liked Jason on his season. I was rooting for him. I really liked Caitlin on her season. Oh, it's so cool that they're together. I like both of them. Um that's one theory that I have where where I think that is probably why that is very supported. Um I don't know. I don't know if there's a double standard, but I I didn't think it was fair the way I was being treated, just knowing what I knew. But then again, I keep reminding myself what my dad has told me since i have been a little kid that uh, life is not fair. <laughs> and there's uh, and it's never going to be fair. Um, so it's just rolling with the punches. And in a sense right now, I'm kind of just getting all of it out of the way. Like, all right, going through the breakup, that's painful. And then like you said, I think the hardest thing that anybody has to go through is seeing their... Um, ex or somebody they're in love with with another person so I'm kind of all right we're getting this over with now like just dealing with it and I just know that it's all gonna make me stronger and I'm gonna come out of this uh, a better person so I try and stay positive as best I can you know I can't I'm not gonna sit here and complain about my life like I know I'm a lucky guy like I get to wake up every morning and I do what I love most with phenomenal people I have my health I have a loving and caring family, great friends, and every day I come home and I have the uh the best dog in the world that greets me when I open the door. so I realize I'm a lucky guy, and um I know that this is just a relationship, so I don't want to sit here and be like, "Oh, poor me, like pity me, you know I'm gonna get through it, it's gonna hurt like hell, it does hurt like hell, but it's just gonna make me stronger, and I know that down the road I'm gonna be able to look back at this, and I know that down the road I'll be Really happy again in a relationship. So,
2: okay. So, Sean, what are your feelings on Caitlin right now?
0: Caitlyn is someone that I obviously care about and somebody that I was in love with. And she was somebody that I experienced all um, crazy uh, things in life with and went through a lot with her. So, it's tough for me to sit here now, like trying to go going through the thick of everything and, and have a, an honest opinion about her and I don't want it to uh, be negative um, because even though we've talked about a lot of the tougher things in our relationship here you know I don't want to discredit all the good things that we had in our relationship and there were a lot of them and we did have a lot of good times together and obviously I will look back at this um, part of my life and cherish it Um, so I guess at the end of the day I do want her to be happy and um
2: Now I suppose that the reason you maybe have a bad taste in your mouth is just because how fast you moved on?
0: Yeah, I think that just it stings Um, and I think that's normal to have those feelings but again, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, I was this perfect guy in this relationship and, and I know there are things that I could have been better with and um, I'm not putting the blame on her for the relationship or why it ended. I think it just um, hurts seeing uh, somebody that you were in love with move on and move on quickly, mm-hmm. but um, she's allowed to do that
1: and uh, it is what it is, but yeah, it's it's just, it's hard. You mentioned it a couple times through the podcast, and so I got to ask, um, is there a chance or do you foresee yourself uh, ever getting back together? No.
2: Was the answer to that different like a month ago?
1: Yeah. Yes. We're going to take another break.
2: What keeps baby skin healthy? For Trusted Protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
1: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
2: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben?
1: Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. Old school legends, modern power
2: players, redemption seekers, and ex lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. So, when you guys did officially split in September, you didn't have this, any sort of negative connotation?
0: No, I don't think it was really negative. It was just sad. I think we were both sad, and I think we were both at a point where um, it had to happen. So, it was, uh, we were being friendly, and, um, but she had moved on, which is fine, so I think that's kind of when the uh, communication stopped.
2: I feel like Caitlin may have started mourning the end of your relationship before possibly it was even over.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Say in like July when things started really going down south and you were trying to work on things. Mm-hmm. When do you think you started? Uh, not th- I don't want to like just say for a fact she started mourning in, January, in July. Right. I have no idea when she did. Mm-hmm. This is just vibes I'm getting. Mm-hmm. But when do you think you started mourning the end of the relationship?
0: Yeah, that could be a a true statement. Um, I think it was probably after her. Mm -hmm. And I think everything just kind of hit really hard and really quick. And so maybe that is why I'm having a little bit of a tougher time because I'm going through the mourning process now where she could have been earlier. So um, I guess people mourn things differently. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely say that Announcing the breakup was extremely tough. And then seeing her move on was extremely tough. And I'm kind of just mourning all of it right now.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. So possibly it was maybe she was mourning the end of the relationship. And then when you guys announced it, she kind of felt a weight lifted. And then you kind of were the opposite. That's when everything started to feel real.
0: Um... I don't know if I felt the opposite. Like there was a weight lifted from me too, Mm -hmm. I felt. But I guess I just didn't, I don't know, maybe I just didn't prepare myself. I don't think that's something I can prepare for. No. I guess it's in the back of your mind like, all right, maybe this thing won't work. Um, And we did a lot to try and make it work. Um, So I think when it actually did come to an end it was like holy cow it's actually done and then of course even when we broke up and from september to november still kind of just you know um going along day to day and like i said before i think it just really hit once it was announced Mm -hmm. and then hit again when i found out everything with jason
2: so i want to be really clear about the timeline you guys broke up officially in September. You 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 remained friendly. Mm-hmm. Then Jason and Caitlin met while recording her podcast in October, and then they started dating in January. Or at least were public about dating in January. Mm-hmm. You're not insinuating at all that they were like going behind your back before the official breakup. I want to make that like super clear.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that she was cheating on him. Are okay. cheating on me with you? Yeah, them. okay, good. I'm not saying yeah. that because uh,
2: I know that she loves you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Still,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I don't want to say that. I don't want people to think that. Um, the whole timeline thing, like you said, broke up September, announced it in November. Um, I just I just found out about the the Jason and Caitlin thing back in November, okay. so. Um, I know they are publicly going on and talking about it right now and saying they're going on their first dates and second dates and putting it all over social media. Um, but I knew this for a couple months now, so it's a little bit, uh, I've been dealing with it a little bit longer, so it's kind of a little fresher to the public. Um, the only thing that I guess, um, I don't know if they're afraid to announce it prior to then Mm -hmm. and maybe, and when they say they go on the, they're going on their first date, I'm assuming that that's public. Because obviously they spent time together before then. So that's the only thing that I was just like, oh, okay. Why are they trying to um, tell everybody they're just starting to date now? That's why I'm like, are they hiding something? But I don't think they are. That's where I'm confused.
2: The public really perceived you guys not being married after being engaged for three years as a stressor, as maybe that was why you guys broke up because you just you just didn't want to get married and she wanted to get married was that an actual issue in the relationship or just a perceived issue from the public
0: yeah that was a that was definitely more perceived by the public it was never uh, a big thing with us since day 1 we realized that the way we met was uh, definitely a little different and we always said we wanted to take our time but there was never any point where I was like, let's get married now. Or she was like, come on, let's get married. We we both were just kind of going with the flow. And um, it, it, we really didn't let that outside noise get to us. Like the whole marriage thing, we kind of laughed off. Like, when we're ready, we'll get married. Um, and we just never got to that point. And I think we both felt that. So that's why we never really uh, discussed it or started planning it. Because I think, obviously, deep down she knew and deep down I knew that okay. we just weren't there.
2: Okay, so you don't think that your relationship was ever stable enough for you to sign the papers and commit to forever?
0: Right. Yeah, and, and at least that's how I felt. I mean, I can't talk on her behalf, but I I know like she was never like, "Come on, let's get married, let's do this." Like, I, and she she never, and she was always said that she's never been a uh, a girl that's, you know, crazy about planning her wedding or, or getting married. And I think it's just for her being in that stable relationship. And if marriage happens, it happens.
1: I, I mean, I would, I would have to imagine for you. And, and as a friend, I sit there and I read this stuff and I see all these things, right. Uh, come out on in tabloids and magazines on, you know, Twitter or whatever it is. I see all these things. I see your picture pop up and I, I see them. In it and I know no matter what, neither you or Caitlin here want these things to be spread because they're not true. And so sitting silent feels paralyzing. It almost feels like it would hurt more coming out and talking about it, yeah.
0: And and I think uh, a lot of people just think I'm this guy who only cares about uh, his gym and working out and his dog, and you know, because everybody looks at social media as an end all be all, right? They're just like, oh, this guy does not give a crap about anything. He doesn't care about his relationship or Caitlyn or any of that, uh, which going to be farther from the truth. And I also want to help. Maybe <laughs> hopefully this helps somebody get through this because as tough as this was to sit here and talk obviously we've come a long way in the last hour um it does it has helped me and hopefully this helps somebody if they're sitting in their car right now cuz probably somebody's going through a tough breakup mm. and all three of us sitting at this table have been through very tough breakups
2: but since for- you wanted to come here and tell your side of the story I just want to clarify a few more things before we move on from all the serious stuff was it a mutual split, would you say?
0: I would say that it ended up being mutual. It ended up getting to a point where we both realized that we couldn't keep going on the way we were. Okay. Um, we just weren't giving each other what we both needed. And it was a constant back and forth. And we just couldn't get on the same page.
2: And what, so I guess the, the, the reasoning behind the split was just not being able to see eye to eye on a lot of things. Yeah. Any specifically you want to open up about?
0: No, just, um, you know, things that she needed. She didn't feel that I was able to give her and then vice versa. And it was kind of just this um, never ending cycle. of.
2: Did you feel like you were giving that and that she that she thought that she was giving what you needed? Or is it something like you guys were just two people that were never meant to give and take from each other?
0: I think we're both stubborn people, and I think we've tried. There's not like one issue or one thing that's just like, well, that's what caused it. It was just stuff that continued to develop and just kind of uh, get piled on one another. And then it just got to the point where
1: we couldn't do it. Shauna, I want to pause here uh, and just say thanks. I do think your, your intention of saying, Hey, maybe somebody out there listening to this could, could feel, I think the, the, the feeling of pain and vulnerability is never easy to share. I think, especially for, for men, it's, it seems to be hard and, and you've done that today. And so somebody out there listening, I I guarantee goes, wow, like I'm not alone. And that's, that's really why we started this podcast two years ago, uh, is to talk about the bachelor um, and somehow through that use it as an avenue for that people that watch The Bachelor enjoy The Bachelor to know that the people that do The Bachelor are are still human and that as a result we can share that we're not you're not alone as, as you watch this and you see people cry and you see people feel pain. Uh, I want to lighten it up for a second. Um, before we end with a couple uh, final questions for you I want Ashley to do what she does best uh, because I guarantee you she has some pretty ridiculous questions to ask you first. So um, Sean, before we end this kind of on a, a more somber note, if you don't mind, I want to take some time for Ashley to, to take it away. Let's
2: Oof. do it. I don't think we've ever gone from this sad to like <laughs> Am I just depressing stupid everybody? questions. No, 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 no.
1: Not depressing at all. I think, I think the, I don't know, Heaviness. you know, everybody in this room, there's, there's five of us in the room right now. I think vulnerability, authenticity, genuineness, and that like rawness is attractive to so many. And I think it's very rare that we're able to share in those moments with each other. And I, and, I, and so as a result, no, I don't think it's depressing. I actually just think it feels like life. It just feels like life in here. It feels like we can all just take a deep breath and be like, yeah, things are sometimes really great. We can we can become numb to the pain and numb to, to the things that hurt. But sometimes life just smacks us in the face and we have to talk about it. And, it, and it's moments like that now. Um that I think I'm most attracted to as I get older is the moments that we can say, no, like sometimes life just hurts. And so no, not depressing. I just think it it feels really heavy in here and in a really relatable way. Um
2: And on that note, yeah. who's your man crush?
1: <laughs> I'm standing right next
0: to
2: him. <laughs> really? My man. Cr- <laughs>
1: no, I know that's not true.
0: <laughs> My man crush. Um whew.
1: That's a good one. When because I watch movies. Celebrity
2: like... crushes lame. That's a lame question. You yeah. want to know who your man crushes.
1: I'll be honest, I, I really thought you were gonna just say Ryan Gosling. I, I do like the Goss.
0: <laughs> How could big, you not? I big mean a big it's... fan of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal too. He's, okay. he's Jake the Snake's the man. The... Leo. <laughs> Leo's another one. <laughs> all three of them.
2: They're all three yeah. really fantastic choices. What was the last movie that made you cry or moved you?
0: Oh, I just watched one re- uh, recently. I think Marley and Me. All right, Gosh, well, dang. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I remember when I first saw that movie. I it ended at one o'clock in the morning. I just watched it for the first time a couple of years ago, and then my sister and I had to wake my dad up with a FaceTime and be like, "Let me see it's the so Lucy. Sad. I have to see yeah, Lucy." It's the saddest.
1: <sighs> um, real quick, can you imagine being the father of? Ashley and Lauren, how much fun that's got to (laughs) be! I mean, I've never met Lauren, but I need to. She seems fun. I mean, just unbelievable. Ashley's—they're crying at two in the morning. He's nice enough to be like, "All right, guys." Here she
2: is. (laughs) Here's Lucy. Um, What is the worst movie you've ever seen?
0: Um, Paul Blart the Mall Cop.
2: I never saw it, but it looked really bad for me. It's the Love Guru.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a bad one. That's real bad. I Did walked out of Did Paul Bart, the Bart have a two? Like Paul Bart? Mar- yeah. Paul got yeah. like a three or four. Of them. I was oh,
2: shocked man. that they were able to make a sequel to that. And lastly, your first concert. What was that?
0: Dave Matthews Band, Hartford, Connecticut. Cool. I'm semi-surprised by that. Are I'm you? I'm not that That's was like, so always like a big classic. deal. Yeah. Did you smoke weed at that concert? Um, No comments. How old were you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't because I was pretty young. I think I was
1: probably like 14. My buddy just went to a Dave Matthews concert. It's his 18th, and he never smokes ever. He hates smoking. He smoked at this concert. He FaceTimed me. His eyes are red, and he's just having a panic attack. In the <laughs> back. I said, well, <laughs> lesson learned.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't try to be cool,
1: buddy. Um, drugs aren't cool. Hey, uh, Sean, uh, again, thank you. Um, this is more in general for anybody listening. And also I want to invite anybody listening to please email us at Ben and Ashley, at iheartmedia.com Uh, any of your questions, um, for Sean questions for us, uh, stores of breakup, stories of pain. Um, it, you know, if we're going to be vulnerable with you, we, we want to also offer the, the arena and the opportunity for you, for you to be vulnerable with us. And so email us and Sean, to end here, um, Two final questions. Mm -hmm. One is, as a friend of yours, as somebody that loves you, um, as somebody that also still uh, loves Caitlin, and and I know Ashley loves Caitlin, um, but just as friends in general, how can friends best support people that are going through breakups? Just be there for them no matter what, and just listen.
0: Like you've done for me, I called you, I think you were in the Dominican, right? Yeah, I was. With David Ortiz. I was. And you took time away probably an hour, hour and a half. Even with like a three or four second delay when we talk to each other <laughs> that's right. and just, uh, offering advice. Yeah. And just being there. I've I really learned, uh, you know, who I can count on and, um, that's, I guess, been a positive through all this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just be there. Be there.
2: Um, one of our mutual friends, Naz, producer mm-hmm. on the show, who is no longer a producer she created something called heartbroken anonymous and it's basically an aa meeting every month for people who are heartbroken and so they can just talk out their feelings with other people in similar situations
0: no. so. that's good are you
1: point. trying to get me to go
2: i'm just thinking <laughs> that if you are here on uh, valentine's day she's doing it on valentine's day yeah
1: next, sean you need so to it's help pretty me. cool yeah right? um <laughs> no I, I think that's a great idea actually that that group just to let you know has grown tremendously so it's that's it's like, actually yeah it kind of relates really well with this just everybody off the bachelor seasons, they just pile on to there. <laughs> yeah, they just all show there up. There have
2: been some alums at the meetings.
1: Yeah. But uh that's cool. I, I think it's gone really well. And it's interesting to think that we're you know, communities mm-hmm. are connecting over pain. I don't know. I think that's cool. I think that's that what's cool. Church kinda should be. Um that's another topic. Hey, uh, final question for everybody: mm-hmm. How do you move forward? Just continue what I'm doing. And uh
0: I'm trying to stay positive and um really just focusing on the good in my life and knowing that there is this whole other side to this that I'll get to might take a little bit of time, but, um, like I said, I I am, I am a lucky guy in a lot of aspects of my life, so it's just powering through it and just moving on like I've always done, like you've always done, like everybody listening to this has always done. That's all I can do. (laughs)
1: You uh, can go see Sean at the Booth Camp Gym in Nashville, or uh, you can go and download his app at BoothCampApp.com. Sean, Ben, we appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thank Thanks. you so
2: much for being here. Bye.
1: Uh, you know, In Depth was really designed to go deep into topics that typically you don't get the opportunity to talk about. And we work, you know, closely right now with The Bachelor. And... um. You know, the show has been something that we've watched. Ashley and I have watched for years for entertainment and for joy and to take our mind off of things. You drink wine, you eat cheese and you celebrate with friends and you watch people pick roses. And then sometimes (laughs) we have instances like Sean's here, Mm -hmm. like yours and like mine. And I would say every season and most people that participate in the show, they have a story from the show that transcends reality television. And as I said, we were close to The Bachelor, and this week on this week's episode, there is a moment, maybe the most real, vulnerable, most difficult moment to ever get through in Bachelor history. I agree. It's it's sobering. It's it's tough. And, and, and The Bachelor, you know, sent it to us so we could talk about it. We want to talk about it with you today. Uh, and then we also want to talk about it more in depth on Monday, mm-hmm. but, but here's the scenario. Um, what you're going to watch on Monday uh, is a topic that we've actually uh, broached a couple of times on this podcast with Ashley Spivey a few, few weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. We've, you know, i mentioned in, on, on that podcast that I, I know somebody very close to me who has been a victim of sexual assault and, uh, and on this week's episode of the bachelor, Kalen. And Colton sit down um, for their after date dinner, and, and typically at those dinners, um, it is the time that you're building a relationship. You're talking about things that that make you who you are. It, it helps the Bachelor, or Bachelor understand the contestants better, and it helps the audience then understand the contestants better. And we've said it last week, actually, Ashley, that you know there was something about Kalen that we just weren't getting yet. Like we felt like there was more to the story and we thought that like we, we kind of, she had brought up topics about herself. She had said there's more to me, you know, than, than what I'm communicating, but we didn't know what that was. And this week we found out what it is. Mm -hmm. And so Caitlin sits down with Colton and shares with him that in college, she was at a party, uh, at this party, her drink was drugged. um, and the story continues to where her herself and I think it was three of her friends find themselves naked the next morning without any memory of what happened the night before yeah with that she she concludes through some some very obvious factors that she was a victim um and also a survivor mm-hmm. of sexual assault
2: mm-hmm.
1: as I'm watching this it it's obviously deep it's obviously um a moment that she's sharing now with the world. Colton is listening to her. And I, and I just felt like, okay, this seems to be a topic once again that continues to get brought up. How often does this happen? How many people are out there saying, I am a survivor and I have been a victim so nice. of sexual assault? And this is what I found out. According to a study uh, done in this year, 20% of women admit to being a victim of sexual assault. 8% of men. That's crazy. 30% of That's our population.
2: insane. Okay, but well we have the clip from The Bachelor this Monday night. Um, so we just want to clarify, you guys, this isn't a spoiler. This is something that ABC gave to us because they want us to open this dialogue on the topic and for you guys to all watch it so that you can come to us with some of your thoughts and feelings and we can discuss it more on our regular show on Monday night.
3: Thank you. Thank you for being able to open up to me, too. Yeah. No, I think that's maybe why I feel so safe with you. You're incredibly strong, you know
0: that?
3: I've been through hell and back. But I think every time I open up, it makes me stronger. And I'm able to take a little piece of me back that was broken by it. I'm way stronger than I ever imagined. You okay? Mm hmm. Okay. I wouldn't open up with him about this if I didn't feel so safe with him. Everything about our relationship. Feels natural and feels real and feels authentic, and it just—it it feels right. I don't think I've ever had like a connection the way that Colton and I have one. So
2: we have this whole place to ourselves, right?
3: The whole place. It's just so beautiful. It just feels like it's us. I know that I I can definitely see myself falling in love with him. I just feel so confident
2: in us. I mean I don't really know if I have words, you know? It's that was like what probably the deepest moment I've ever watched on The Bachelor. Um I feel like there was like an amazing amount there's like a there's like obviously there's something between them now that is going to be unlike what he has with anybody else because I don't think you get that vulnerable I don't know that he's going to share a moment that vulnerable with another person so I think they're always going to have like a little special spot for each other
1: well also you know we've we've spoken about before and in life in general let's you know, again, this transcends reality television. Mm-hmm. Let's not, this isn't, uh, you know, in the vacuum of The Bachelor now. Let's say in life in general, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. You meet Kaylin for the first time and you go, there's something more to this woman than what I'm understanding. She's beautiful and she's smart and she's intelligent. She's she's gritty, uh, but there's something more. And, and you, I look at you, Ashley, and I'm saying, you know, you're the same thing as I would just say about Kaylin. I'm like, but there's something more. It's our stories behind the layers mm-hmm. that pull out who we actually are. Mm-hmm. This is one of those circumstances that we were able to see somebody's story that has now shaped Kaylin forever. I, it, being a victim of sexual assault, I, I don't want to undervalue or just kind of gloss over what that means. That affects your life forever. I I am not a victim, mm-hmm. right? I can't claim to understand completely where she's coming Nor from. Nor can I. But what I can say is we can read about it, we can understand it, and we can listen to it. And when we're listening to Kaylin, we know that shaped everything. In her life since then.
2: Absolutely. And I don't want to say that it's nice to hear. I can't find the right word again. But there is something about the way that she told Colton how because he's a virgin, she feels so comfortable with him.
1: Yeah. Um, You're right.
2: Because of that. Like that he is not a threat to her in any way. That she just feels cozy.
1: One topic for Monday that I want to discuss is shame. Uh, Kaylin feels an enormous amount of shame coming off of this. She, she brings it up to Colton. Um, she holds a lot of uh, regret in her heart about it. She said her friends have kind of covered it up. I want to talk to 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 you, Ashley. Uh, I want to hear from our listeners. Please email us at benandashleyiheartmedia dot com about the topic of shame and how much that has affected Kaylin's life based on a scenario that she did not control that somebody and their wickedness and evilness did to her. And now she's talking about it, and we want to talk about it with you. Make sure you tune in Monday night uh, to The Bachelor to see uh, this for yourself, um, see the extended clip, and have this open dialogue and conversation that Caitlin has helped us start. Um,
2: We know it's been heavy, you guys, today. (laughs) It's been a deep episode, but we enjoy you guys being here with us and uh, getting getting to know people on a deeper level.
1: We look forward to Monday night, and we'll talk to you then. Ashley, it's good to see you.